0: <laughs> Welcome to the second episode of Krauss House Dow. We're going to do a few updates before we get into the meat of the episode, and we're going to read you the state of the Krauss House.
1: So. Pretty wild twenty four hours. We got forty five new Jerry's that hopped on the Discord. People are in there giving intros, shouting out their favorite team, why they want to own an NBA team. It's been a crazy, crazy day.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been awesome to get to know so many different people, and it's been really exciting all the different ideas and suggestions. And again, we said this in our first episode, which was ask tough questions because that's only going to help us come up with bigger and better answers. And also thanks to Stateless Newsletter for the shout out for our meme game. I'm going to I'm sorry Flex, I'm going to take a little little credit for it. I think I've been a little bit more mimi uh, memey on the on the Twitter on the Twitter game. What do you think?
1: You definitely have, but it's it's inspiring. I got a little folder on my desktop ready to ready to fire some memes through the tw- through the Twitterverse. So, I uh, appreciate you carrying. <laughs> I have the- a couple in the drafts if you're sneaking yeah, I, you in, Yeah, I appreciate you uh, carrying the load, but um but I'm stepping up. The,
0: the one that they gave us a uh, love for was explaining, uh, a Dow well explaining to the late Jerry Krause, uh, what a, what a Dow, uh, governance would look like in running an organization. And then we got the always, always sunny and Philly, uh, the conspiracy, uh, meme. And so, uh, I'm proud of that one.
1: We have a lot of recent ammo too. We got the Trey young bow. Uh, so I could see a lot of memes coming from that one. And then the Rondo face at Ooh. Kauai after that last shot, um, some good stuff coming there. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned stateless. Uh, big shout out to to Tyler for doing that. Also, uh, Kinjal Shah, uh, who's a VC in the Web3 space, uh, listed us as one of the coolest DAO projects, uh, which was huge. So thank you, Kinjal. Definitely appreciate that. And I think we picked up a lot of followers and new Jerry's in our channel directly because of that tweet.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's always, there's so many fun, awesome DAO projects. And we certainly, when we had the very first conversation about this idea, I think we, uh, you know, we looked at each other, sort of speak through the phone. And we're like, this idea is insane, but it's kind of amazing. And we're just so excited that other people think it's equally insane and awesome at the exact same time. So, So thank you, everyone, for the support.
1: You know, you mentioned earlier some of the new people asking very tough questions, questions that we had thought about and considered. But haven't really taken a lot of action yet on. so this is what we wanted to talk about in in this episode, mostly coming from we have one person in the channel, Ben, asking some really, really awesome questions uh, and articulated very well. And I want to run through some of those and and maybe chat about those. What do you think? Yeah, sounds great. Cool. So first question that he asked was, what does DAO ownership of team look like and how do we manage the team once we have it i think it's you know great question right i think this is one of the first questions that you and i after we looked each other crazy through the phone we're like well what if this actually works like w- what does this look like what is the voting right and we we kind of laughed about instead of one person sitting at the owners uh, voting meeting the board meeting especially you have one representative that might be representing tens of thousands of people tens of thousands of people in the cross house so Yeah, we're, we're not sure, but like the thought of it, is it GM responsibilities, you know, things like ticket prices, all those things, what kind of uh, charities we're going to get involved with? I think all these are all things that are considered by owners and and they're voted on. Uh, And we're probably going to have to delegate those to the community.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that you, as you start to, we need to do two things. We need to map out every core functionality of the of an owner, MBA owner's responsibilities. We need to understand which ones are very, very well suited for decentralized uh, processes as opposed to centralized processes. And I think we need to start with the lowest hanging fruit and say, okay, these processes are really easy to decentralize, or this abstraction layer is really easy for us and very high utility. And then I think we need to, over time, kind of work our way through decentralizing the entire organization. But I think that there are things that, you know, as fans, we get super excited around the GM, as an example. And, you know, that's a really complicated role. But I think what we need to bring to the table is this idea of if we own the team, we need to then build in processes systems values that allow us to think in a decentralized way even if that means in our journey to full decentralization is to actually hire individuals to take core job responsibilities for running the organization so i think that's what's so powerful about the owner getting that ownership spot at the top is that we can actually selectively decide which parts are very very decentralized and which ones are more centralized but because we own it collectively that means we can exert influence onto people like the gm or under our lawyers or whatever that we're looking to influence and and govern that through the DAO. and i think that's the really exciting part to me is is that leverage even if there's even if we have to the NBA says you have to hire a person to be the gm Okay, that's fine. But what's the GM strategy? What are we doing with our star player? Uh, how are we thinking about a rebuild? Those types of questions, those can all be answered by the DAO, even in the existing world that we see now with NBA ownership.
1: 100%. And we have a little bit of a wisdom of the crowd principle working for us, too. And, you know, it's something that the, a thousand, thousand people with average knowledge usually can beat one expert, right? And so I think that's the the power of the people, the power of the community. So if we do need to outsource some of those responsibilities and hire a GM that's great but we can still decide collectively as a unit what we should do with with roster rosters rotations coaching hires all of the above so essentially the responsibilities of an owner remain the same except instead of one person you have a community of people doing it a community of diehard fans that are going to build reputation over time and be able to contribute just as any single owner would if not better
0: right yeah, I think that's a it's a really strong point, because it's it's not necessarily just about the, the details of the individual role. It's that that aggregate piece. And as we think about this, I think this other part that's super exciting to me, is let's say we have 10,000 members, and there's 1000 of us that are really, really GM oriented. But there are 50 that are very branding oriented, like, that's amazing because we can actually start to match skills and timing and opportunities that, hey, we're doing a rebrand. Well, those 50 people, all of a sudden, I think their value and their importance and leverage to what we're trying to get accomplished as a team is fundamentally more valuable in that moment than the thousand GMs weighing in and coming up with all the different logos and branding, right? And so that's the other power is that whatever your skill is, if we can build a system of governance to understand the reputation and your skill we can deploy it at the right problems at the right times and again that's what's so powerful about dao ownership in this in this context
1: and i've seen some of these memes so far we definitely have some graphic designers in the house so i would not put it past anybody to contribute to an awesome logo that's for sure another uh, another great another great question right it's what is the path to getting enough capital to actually purchase a team uh amazing right i think the the cheapest team right now is is roughly 1.4 billion projected worth so what's the path to get there and i don't think it's just everyone just pony up a couple million each and go do this i I think we're we're gonna have to have some sort of roadmap to, to get there and one of the things that commodore and i have been floating around it's can you leverage some of these places out a little bit later? Some of the the fundamental pillars that we'll be moving through in order to actually reach that goal of buying an NBA team. But really great thought. Um, you know, and do we start off purchasing smaller teams? I know we talked about is this a portfolio of teams, right? Do we have two G League teams, a Turkish overseas team and a semi-pro team before, you know, buying the Suns or whatever? Like I think, I think these are all interesting interesting angles interesting perspectives to take so what do you think
0: yeah i i think that my my hope is that we figure out something out and when we go do a token launch and you know we have billions of dollars and so we just go buy the team that we want and work through all the pieces but i think the pragmatic side of me is that yes we're going to need to be really thoughtful about what are the products and services and revenue generating opportunities that we can uh, do to, i think two things really one is to of course allocate enough capital to actually do this but the second one is also prove out the governance system works i mean there is not only kind of meat space problems that we have to figure out with how humans organize and solve problems within the context of a sports organization but we also have to figure out the technical details of like how do these tokens work and what i talked about these different pods and these groupings of people and these subcommittees and these multi-sigs, like how does that actually all work? And what are the processes that we're gonna to deploy to, to make that work? And I so I suspect it's a road of us coming up with ideas that are generating some revenue that allow us to build reputation as well, uh, individually within the community. And at the same time, allow us to test, stress test some of our governance ideas on some of the lower risk professional organizations that a we can acquire at a lower price and then B, you know if if we screw up a, an organization, God forbid, um, that we're doing it to a, a kind of a league in a, in a team that is in a position that it's more expected rather than tarnishing something as incredibly important like the NBA in which we would be you know forever banished from from all things. And so I think proving out to any ownership group, the NBA included, we need I think 23 MBA owners to support this as an owner, and that's in the existing rule structure, that um, we're gonna have to prove success. And so I suspect having a G-League team that's doing well, or Euro team, those are gonna be great ways for us to kind of validate that, hey, this idea, as insane as it sounds, here's our proof point, here's the money, let's do this.
1: So to unpack that a little bit, right? Coming up with strategies that can implore people to f- flex for lack of the lack of a better term some of those reputation muscles so for example a gm style simulation or a scout predictive style market which i think we'll, we'll go into detail a little bit but can we kind of kill two birds with one stone by setting up those things and 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 running these simulation type of experiments to prove future value once we become owners
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think what if we do that, well, what we'll also start to attract is, is speculators who are starting to believe, hey, this is actually an interesting path to actually acquiring a team. And then I believe in the valuation increase in the particular team or league. Um, I want a slice of that. All of a sudden it becomes a speculative, speculative. And we don't want our basis to be on that, but if that's enough to kind of get us over the edge to actually allocate our dollars to make that dream happen. um, I think that is a, is a real second order effect that as we prove it out um, that might start to track that. And so we kind of get a compounding flywheel of, of growth.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm I'm picturing things like owners and maybe more specifically GMs just a lot like, Lot like any person or any per- person with an everyday p- set, right? Like some GMs may be awesome, 10 out of 10 on scouting, right? Like being able to predict future performance from high school kids. And so they, teams that are always have a really stellar draft classes, but others might be more you NBA know, level, right? How do they get the best from, from trades or free agencies or negotiating with agents? What's exciting about community driven is you can possibly prove that all the way through. Right? You could have people that are really good at, at scouting that always do well in predictive markets, but you have the same, sorry, different subset of people that are really good at the GM sub- simulations. Well, you're technically taking the best parts of the entire community and, and rolling them up into one, which is a really, really powerful concept. You're building kind of this this f- Frankenstein of just ultimate <laughs> ultimate ownership, best case scenario. So that's, that's exciting. What role will Krauscoin play? Uh, in the Dow, Yeah, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's
0: the underlying currency that the Kraus house operates on. Um, I'm very inspired by kind of Oracle protocols, thinking around pods, uh, yearns, yearn finances, thinking Absolutely. around Y teams. And so I do suspect that, you know, this idea of governance tokens and, and different Committees and uh, multi-sigs that are controlling different elements of, of the structure. I think are probably going to be really important And So what does that mean from a technical level? Like I think it's still TBD But I think it's this idea of saying how do we give the broad coin holders of Krauscoin? power if influence through governance at a high level to direct very specific actions for the members of the DAO that have um, Have kind of earned reputation and then grant those powers. And so something kind of going a little deep into Yearn's Y-team's concept is, you know, the the, the token holders, the Krauss coin holders in this situation, they would actually have the ability to say, okay, like we're going to ratify uh, the GM kind of squad or the team, whatever you want to call it. And that group of people needs to be selected in some, some form. And we could do that programmatically, which would be excellent, say, hey, our top 10% of our performers on the prediction market or the GM simulation world, uh, they kind of have an invite to come into this into this space. Um, And then as it relates to compensation and paying them for their time and all that, that actually might be run by a a budgetary or sort of like an HR type function. uh, And urine would call this a a Y team, uh, like a HR or people or ops team. And that team has special permissions, again, granted by the broader Krauscoin community to say that group of people uh, we're going to trust them to be able to make recommendations on budget, payroll, whatever it may be, to actually make sure that those processes are getting done in a timely fashion and in a in a, in a great way as well. And then if those, either of those things aren't working. Uh, that model also allows them the broader CrossCoin community to say like, hey, we're actually going to revoke that permission to that particular team or perhaps even shut down that particular team or change the members on that team, whatever it may be. And so what you start to play with is this, this power of the, the larger group has the ability to kind of set these high level kind of checks and balances world of the, how the system is operating. But at the same token, there's very specific badges and the actually they come in the form an nft uh that and permissions that these groups and teams are able to do that allow them to move really really quickly and so that's one piece of feedback we've gotten a lot about a gm it's like how is a gm going to take a random phone call and get a deal done well it might be one or two people that actually end up being on this particular team but they're governed broadly by our values and our principles of how we think about the DAO's priorities and then ultimately the broad krauscoin holders have the ability to change and manipulate that um, at a, at a high level and so i think that that's sort of how the structural work and so i suspect in this governance 2.0 world We're gonna have a very very thoughtful and quite elaborate governance structure but i suspect that's what the mba will require of us in order for them to kind of merge their mental model of what ownership looks like and our vision of what it can be and then over time we'll be able to decentralize that even further and further and further
1: 100 i really um i like that thinking you know not to not to repeat ourselves but i think having representatives right and people who can prove that out and, and voted by the committee in the event that we need a representation of the entire group it's totally possible and so whether it's pods or you know we've talked about subtokenization of the community lots of figure out there but a total viable process to to getting to that uh, to getting to that space so well articulated i think one of the things that
0: would be helpful with that sort of rant is uh we'll share in the show notes um We'll show a framing of how Yearn thinks about this so people can understand the why team because it's mm-hmm. it's a relatively new idea in, in DAO governance broadly. And so you'll kind of see a little bit of the, sort of the checks and balances. And uh, there's actually a new podcast coming out soon on Armada DAO, which is my other podcast that goes really deep on it. So if anyone wants to go super rabbit hole deep on it, um, you can listen to that. Uh, but what we probably need to do as a task is to say, okay, high level, like, let's sketch out what that would look like for Kraushouse uh, so that we can start putting action behind our words here, because I think that's um, important for us to do here. So one of the questions then from Ben as well was, okay, so in the interim, how do we want to manage and govern the DAO? Um, and we alluded to a lot of it through I think the answering the first three questions. But you know, I think that Flex and I are really thoughtful around, you know, this being meritocracy driven, that we're empowering the best minds to do the best tasks and be very dynamic. But as it relates to managing and governing the DAO in the meantime, um, we're really looking for the community on on feedback and guidance. I mean, yes, um, Flex and I call ourselves the, the bench warmers of the Krause House, but Uh, You know, by no means do we feel like our opinions are the only opinions that matter. And we really want to open source this and get a lot of feedback on how to go do that. So we're really thoughtful about, okay, how do we start giving people before our token uh, launch, how do we give people skin in the game to earn reputation now? How can we get help with certain projects? And we're going to get into some of our ideas and what we need to do. There's plenty of work to be done on, on how we go do that. So we would love to kind of ask the community as well, like, how do you guys want to see and manage and govern this? Um, but for the, for the time being, we're just going to keep driving against that pr- principle of meritocracy driven, building up reputation uh, and getting shit done
1: because uh, there's a lot of work to be done. 100%. So So what's next for us? So we had kind of this, this mini explosion of people way quicker than we thought, which is, which is awesome. How do we take this from uh, a kind of a simple discord channel and actually eventually acquiring an NBA team?
0: Yeah. The, the kind of high level kind of napkin roadmap is really community. Number one, once we've built, I think sustainable community, it's tokenifying that then third, moving into apps. And the apps, which we'll talk about some of our ideas. And again, we are wide open for people's thoughts on what type of apps and revenue generating ideas and reputation building that we can do. And then once we've done that, try to buy an MBA team. Now it's a little bit of like the you know, step one, step two, step four profit kind of thing. But <laughs> uh, you know, we think that without a really strong community, there's no value in having a strong token. If there's no token, the apps, you know, are really gonna struggle in terms of just being standalone, you know. St- classic web two business or something like that Uh, but if you can get those three things going those are the prerequisites in order to buy an nba team and if you really wanted to get some nuance here maybe add a step before the nba team perhaps it is buying a g league team or semi-pro team or whatever it is that process to go there but broadly it's community tokenify apps and then buying the nba team
1: yeah so as mentioned Community is off to a hot start. We haven't been around all that all that long, but it's great to see people jumping in there. And I think, as you mentioned, one of the logical next steps is the tokenifying this this whole thing. And you know, how do we how do we give birth to the Krauscoin, right? And so, coming up with contribution lists. You know, we keep talking about reputation, reputation, reputation. But like, what are people going to get for contributing? Apps, which we'll we'll, we'll put on the back burner for now. But are these things about getting the word out about about Krauss coin and the Kraus House? How can we retroactively reward community members for contributing? Right, and that's another thing that we that we've we've kind of shared some ideas, but would be totally open to the community on coming up with more ideas around that topic. There's a lot of a lot of people out there, like Forefront, I think is a, is a good example. Run this, Bankless DAO is another one. There's a lot of ways to do this, but I think coming up with at least a few contributions that we can get to kind of strengthen the bond with it between us and the community, um, and then running. Like I said, retroactive airdrops to reward people for doing so, I think will be key. Coming up with the issuance partner, I mean, there's a few out there. I think Rally is is pretty popular. CoinVise is another one. CoinVise is interesting because they they use a native um, Ethereum, right? It's on the Ethereum uh, mainnet rather than uh, Rally, which I think is just kind of more of a a, a social token and creator coins, if you will. Uh, but we'll have to come up with those. And then there's a lot of there's a lot of tools, right? We we kind of Offline i have talked about what is a what is one of these token MVPs look like? Right. Well, how do we how do we get something on the ground quickly? And and things like Collab land, which provide token permission access for community hubs and you know, including including Discord, uh, Gnosis Safe for Treasury Management, Multi-Sigs, Snapshot, which is responsible for doing voting more off-chain. I think on-chain voting is becoming a little bit more popular now too um discourse as as we know um uh, in parcel to kind of track outgoing transactions and the costs for treasury management and each one of those things right has a few people in this in the same space to do uh, that do something very similar so coming up with our stack if you will is going to be super important uh, as that logical next step as we move from the community to the tokenization part of our roadmap uh and then distribution right like talked about airdrops earlier community treasuries the team all those super important as we as we go out. Is there kind of a vesting schedule? Lots of lots of things to think about, but it's exciting. And I think things with like smart contracts enabling us to do things like that now is great for us. Uh, I know it's pretty common for team tokens to be held in different wallets from community treasury and portion of the token teams to be reserved for future contributions, but um, that's kind of how these these option pools tend to work. And also. Adding some sort of AMM, right? Getting this on on Uniswap, Pancake Swap, Sushi Swap, all the swaps uh, to add some liquidity to the pool and maybe give way for some of that speculation activity, like you mentioned earlier. Um, it's probably not the not the main focus right now, but eventually it's going to be it's going to be relevant to what we're trying to do. So that's exciting. I think I think that's the kind of the next next phase for us. And then once we can do that, that really opens the doors to start building building apps and, and start on our way, whether it's pieces of, of shares of smaller teams or recreate some of the things we're talking about with predictive markets, GM, GM games, things like that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, and if anyone has thoughts on uh, how we should release a token, by all means, we would love to, to chat and we can do it on the podcast as well and just kind of ideate around best practices. I know airdrops have a, a bit of a mixed reputation um, but we also want to move quickly, and we want to you know help the people that are, are already helping. It's amazing to hop in the Discord channel and see so many great minds thinking about some already great solutions. Um, and so, you know, at the end of the day, I think the community is really going to be a space for us to find some people that really, really want to roll their sleeves up and, and get deep with us, um, because Flex and I are really committed to to doing that. And so um, if that sounds like you, um you know let us know. Like let's let's talk and let's see how we can help. But we want to use this community to find those people that are are ready to really help us take
1: this to the next level. And it's exciting because we get to write the rules a little bit. Like I mean, anybody can admit that DAOs in this day and age, everyone's just kind of still trying to figure it out. And I think with the with the strength of the community that we've seen so far, you know, we might be able to make some some game changing governance and treasury decisions, reputation decisions that. You could see kind of ripple its way through the rest of the, the DAO community as a whole, which is which is exciting. So, a- absolutely. I mean, we're there's there's some there's some things we have to figure out, but that's the fun part.
0: Yeah, I, I put a tweet out uh, the other day, and I think it kind of articulates what you're getting at here. As I said, you know, the vision is to buy an NBA team. The emergent behavior is a sports organization governance protocol, and you know that in itself, if there's a Krauscoin that allows any group of people to buy any particular uh, team, that's a really interesting and actually big business. And then the last one is sort of the meta is, well, we actually have a portfolio now of professional sports teams because we've slowly <laughs> proven this out and bought teams. And like, now you actually just have an investment vehicle that is incredibly fun and profitable. And so I just think that, you know, when we think about this, this vision, you know, there's sort of these these rings of opportunity. And, you know, we, we're almost buying an NBA team is as, as audacious as it is. Uh, there are rings beyond that that are really, really interesting. But, you know, take a step back, you know, not go into outer space, go to Mars quite yet. Uh, you know, let's build a rocket ship uh, first and foremost. Um, but maybe we can buy the rockets back uh, from from their owner. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's the kind of the type of thing that the ceiling is is actually really, really high.
1: 100%. Well, let's end on a fun note. You know, there's a there's a lot of people that have shared some awesome ideas on how to kind of chip away at this at this very audacious and ambitious goal. Talk about some of the app ideas that that we've seen come across in the community on and ways that we can kind of get the ball rolling uh, and get some contribution early on.
0: Yeah. So so one of them is this idea of a kind of a GM game. And I don't know who out there has played kind of this basketball simulator game that's out there. We can put a link in the show notes. Um, but, you know, it's this great game that takes, I'm sure we all do this with NBA Live or 2K, where, you know, you basically simulate every game, you do the draft and you do some trades and you're you know manipulating some of the starting lineups and whatnot. And you just do that season after season. Next thing you know, it's, you know, 20 years down the, the league and Trey Young is a is an old man kind of deal. And, you know, I'm sure we've all kind of played around with that. But I think there's an opportunity to do that in a very, very kind of DAP web three mentality with the output being focused around reputational building. And what I think is really interesting there as well is it's not about just GMing one team to success. That's almost a bit of like a fantasy sport type type market, which maybe there's an idea around that. Um, But I actually think there's this idea of, like, how do you set up the pre kind of setting the initial parameters and conditions to make a fantastic team and then run that as a simulation across, you know, a thousand or ten thousand different uh, simulations like a Monte Carlo to say, okay, that setup that you went after in the game theory of the league allowed you to have crack into an innovation right and and how can we do that and so i think there's a way for us to build out a relatively simple air quotes and simple because it would obviously be a fair complex but building out the simulator allows people to kind of test their gm skills and and test it in a real market at scale uh and then earn reputational points in that and then use that as a system for us to understand who we want to best understand um gm responsibilities so that's one idea um and any feedback from our you know, our shows or whatever listeners please yeah uh, we'd love to hear it yeah go ahead
1: so so real quick on that the one thing that's super interesting we've heard both ideas uh both with pros and cons you mentioned the very the monte Carlo simulation right how do you how could i technically play 25 seasons in a day right that's super interesting the downside there is being able to prove that any any GM level or ownership moves you made in there could correctly predict a real-world ownership uh, simulation. So a little bit tough to prove, but worth doing. And could you build those that reputation through reps in season after season simulation? We also heard actually tying it back to uh, real-world performance, which is interesting. Obviously, you you don't get the 25 seasons in a day simulation, but when the season rolls around, can you make moves? on your team, take real-world statistics, right? And bring off-chain data using something like a Chainlink, API3, one of these third-party blockchain adapters and actually somehow quantify performance based on the move that you make with your team. So you could have something like a fantasy draft, right? And then based on the trades roster of real-world players and the decisions you make, have them actually reflect real work performance. And I think it's easier to prove, but obviously you get less reps. Both are very, very interesting concepts and both are are, I think, really applicable to what we're doing to prove reputation.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's a great point. I mean, you also, you know, as we go through these things, we can merge those two things, right? You could say the GM 100%. game's worth 65% yeah. of it and the other ones, you know, worth the remaining. And so I think that's what's really, really um cool about it because we can start to test these ideas out over, over time. And one thing I want to just, you know, highlight is, you know, we are saying, how how do you hire a good GM? How did Danny Ainge and the Boston Celtics ownership group know that Brad Stevens is a good GM, right? They, they they don't know. He probably did some meetings. He did some pitches. He gave some strategy. He talked about how he's such a good coach and how he recruited so-and-so at, at Butler and like all this stuff. And then they're like, yeah, hey, all right, cool. And they are putting him in the seat of it do it now. On one hand, that's exactly how it should go. But I would challenge anyone to think like in a hundred years, is that the way it's going to work? Like, are we still going to be doing the pre-money ball approach to to scouting for GM talent? Now. I don't think so. I think that there's a better process even in twenty twenty one that they could have made Brad Stevens sit down and play that game a million times. They could have brought in a whole bunch of different scenarios and asked him to do this. They could have redone stuff from the like who knows, right? And I'm sure they didn't do any of it because you know, it's basketball. It's, there's an eye test, there's a conversation test. And uh, I think there's an opportunity to innovate just even you know, from the meat space world broadly. that's really exciting there,
1: yeah. I mean, and just to to take that take that one layer down is there's still an element of risk when you make that higher like Brad Stevens back-to-back uh, national championship games with Butler proven coach likable guy. But as soon as you make him GM, there's an element of risk like it a hundred percent. And could you mitigate that risk through things like Monte Carlo simulations or real world performance of players across thousands and thousands of people? There's a strong case that, that, you probably have a better chance of predicting outcome than any old GM. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Interesting point. We we've, we've teased predictive markets too. I want to go there real quick before, before we jump. Yep. um, That's another interesting one where can you properly predict outcomes of trades or free agent signings or draft picks How do you feel the predictive market can help us either build reputation or help us validate some of these, some of these hypotheses that we'll have uh, around, around Krause house?
0: Yeah, I think there's two ideas kind of in that camp, right? One is this idea that um, we're internally calling like scouting market. And it's this idea of like, Hey, you have all these non-professional non-MBA players And you could really include NBA players for that matter, but here's all their, their prices and you can buy them. And, and then as they get drafted and they perform on their teams, like those values go up and that could earn you Krause coin. It could earn you reputation, uh, whatever it may be. And I just think it's an interesting way of just saying like, Hey, you know, Lamella ball is third uh, in the draft pick. And so in theory, there should be a ranked order of everyone's cost um i'm gonna buy hard on lamello and now he's you know looking like he's gonna be a great player and you should be rewarded for that um then maybe perhaps you you know you didn't touch anthony edwards or you you know sold it sold it short whatever the mechanisms are so i think it's a really powerful scouting mechanism and then we had one of our users in our one of our jerry's in discord jordan k he talked a little bit about you know competitive fantasy mock draft and that's six weeks away and uh we thought it was really interesting it's like hey there's gonna be this draft we could do a bunch of fun, cool things to understand our first swing at understanding reputation as it relates to the draft. Like, could we take a hypothetical drafting position? Say we're ninth in the you know the drafting position. What would we do? How would we do it? What would be the decisions that we'd go through, the processes, and then let's make some draft selections that would be available at that time, and let's keep a record of it. And see how those those performance uh, those selections perform. And I just think it's a really cool idea. So if anyone is listening out there that is interested in either participating or helping us sort of organize and build that, we'd love to hear from you because I think it's a really interesting timing piece that we could tap into, um, in the next six weeks. That's super exciting. So, uh, thanks again to, for Jordan K for the idea. Um, uh, but again, if anyone's listening, join the discord, send us a tweet, whatever. Um, we'd love to find some people that are looking to coordinate that.
1: Yeah. Jordan's been awesome with, uh, sharing ideas and, and interesting thoughts and articles and things like that. Uh, food for thought as we move forward anything related to the draft at all, even if it's, uh, picking the, the, the lottery picks, right. Cause you know, you have those boards and, and, and projections, but right. they rarely go, uh, according to plan. So, um, sometimes, sometimes I, I, I'm watching the draft. and I'm like, Oh, it's a no brainer to, to, to pass on that guy. Um, and other times I'm just completely wrong. So I think that there's a lot of things around off season in particular, the draft that we could be using to, Uh, run these predictive predictive markets so um
0: Um, one idea on that is if anyone you know maybe there's a opportunity to uh do a uh, proposal here of uh someone who wants to get House tattooed on on their chest goes to the draft gets on camera and gives us some free promo uh, I think is is something that you know, should be set up to the governance um so we can get some so, some publicity. I mean, someone, by the way, had a really great idea, too of like we should get Kraushouse jerseys. I think it's really cool. Um we'll maybe f- try to find a designer to mock something up and see if there's interest. But, those are the types of ideas, you know, as, as dumb and frivolous as they are, honestly, it's part of what makes the community just so fun and engaging. It's just like, it's just funny to think about someone literally going to the draft and getting on TV and, you know, displaying House as a thing um, and, and driving awareness for us. I'm not fully endorsing that idea, but I'm like 10% <laughs> endorsing it if someone actually wants to do it. But uh, it's just exciting. And so we appreciate uh, everyone's crazy ideas um, ranging from, you know, realistic to to fun. It's been fun to ideate with everyone.
1: No, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I think the merch potential is 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 quite plentiful. We've had some awesome ideas, things that I hadn't thought of, pleasantly surprised with how awesome people have been so far. So let's keep it moving. I um, want to do, a, again, a quick shout out to Ben with some of those awesome questions and definitely set the stage for a lot of topics to talk about on this podcast here. And then Jordan K has been awesome contributing thus far as well. So Thank you guys so much. We're going to wrap up episode two. Um, Thanks again. And we will see you in the channel.
0: Yeah. And check us out on Twitter at KraushausDAO, uh, DAO, on Discord as well. And um, we are spinning up an almanac file that we're going to start getting a lot of the discussions that are happening in the Discord, the ones that are sort of sticky, we're going to build a, you know, kind of a knowledge base publicly so people can start ideating. And you actually, what's super cool about Almanac is you can fork it and you can actually just start doing whatever you want to it and bring it back as a proposal. So it's just super exciting. We're going to try to do a better job of getting all of that out there for everyone to digest. And so looking forward to see you guys in the Discord.
1: Yeah, and contributing over there, absolutely. For all the the nerds out there, Almanac is kind of like a, a Git for Google Docs. So jump in, go crazy. We need all the help we can get. See you guys.